Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of Backstage Pass with Tony and Jason. This week we sit down and chat with one of our good friends, and uh, you're going to love this interview. This is the great baritone for the Promised Land Quartet, Mr. Aaron Swain. Folks, sit back, relax, and enjoy as we go backstage with Tony and Jason. and welcome to another episode of Backstage Pass. You are going to love Jason. You're going to love this interview. This guy is uh, my favorite baritone in Southern Gospel. Oh, wait a minute. <clears throat> Excuse me? Are you talking about me again? I Oops. thought this was not about me. I thought this was about Aaron Swank. And no, ladies and gentlemen, and this is not Mark Lowry that we're interviewing. This oh, not, wait. Uh, wait. <laughs> this is not Mark Jacoby. This is not... Uh, I don't know. There's so many others that I'm drawing the blank. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome from Promised <laughs> Land Quartet, Mr. Aaron Swain. Thanks for having me, guys. Now, Jason, be sure to put some applause in there, too, post-production. I'll put some <laughs> yes. applause in there. We'll, <laughs> definitely, we'll definitely put some applause. I'll have to edit out all the booze that we... You know, Take the yeah, booze down, man. I appreciate that. We don't, we don't need no booze. Or you mean booze, like get somebody booing. <laughs> What's funny about the Mark Lowry thing is he's building a house uh, in my hometown because uh, his brother and family still live here, and I guess he oh. just wants to be closer to family. So. I think he wants to be closer to you. There's lots of uh, <laughs> yeah. talent that's uh, going on in the Swain house. Well, well hey, if you want me to, to drive around and find him so y'all can interview him instead, I, I can't. Yeah. Listen, people want to <laughs> hear about you, man. They want to hear about you. And that's all there is to it. Well, Mark parks his bus in the parking lot that where we park ours. So I mean, or you oh, just nice. want to you want to keep talking about Mark Lowry? It's kind of yes, I do. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Let's keep <laughs> it. Be We're gonna talk about Aaron Swain. Aaron, we met you um, and got an opportunity to sing with you in Virginia. And I'm trying for the life of me to remember what month it was. Uh, it was, was sometime at, in the summer. It was early summer, as I recall. Right. Yes. It doesn't matter yes. when it was, but we had such a good time, and uh, you are are such a, a a great talent. Yes. And uh, you not you 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 came up on stage and you sang bass with us for a few songs. Yeah, that and, was uh, not expected, but. <laughs> no, I've, I've always wanted to sing bass. I just never got there. But uh, well, yeah. it's we had a great time, and and you did a spectacular job. And yes, not only are you ju are you just so super talented, you're one of the nicest guys I'll ever meet. Yeah, it's true. Oh shucks. And I tell yeah. you, you're just <laughs> just as oh shucks. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this, this guy, and, and forgive me if I call you a kid. I don't mean to call you a kid. I'm not trying to disrespect you. But, but he is a kid. He's a child. Jason, you have any any idea? Don't look it up right now. Don't, don't. I, listen, Aaron, he's got him a new iPhone. This is a brand new. <laughs> I wouldn't. What? I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't know how Welcome to, look to the it up fold, and, dude. Right? I, I wouldn't know how to look it up on this phone if it, if I tried. Right. Now, see, I saw him a few months ago. He still had the Android. So I was yeah. like, man, and, and it was taking forever to uh, load yeah. something. Or maybe it was just turn on. So I, I pulled my my nice iPhone out real quick. And I was like, you see how fast and easy this uh-huh. is? He probably yeah. had two or three viruses on there, too, that he was trying to <laughs> eliminate. I'm like, dude, we don't have to mess with that kind of stuff. Just, just yeah, well, come over to the, the, the light side. You're on the dark side right now. So. Well, I'm here, and uh, I am lost. <laughs> I don't know how to operate any You'll of it. You'll figure it out. It's, you've had it for a half an hour, man. It ain't even no big deal. <laughs> It is true. <laughs> you will get it, and you'll you'll say in a week's time, Aaron. You mind my words here. In a week's time, you're going to be saying, "Why? Why did I wait so long?" Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. Not, yeah, I'm you, not sure if that's going to happen, but and I'm sure the rest of the Perrys are are uh, very relieved that you have that now. Yeah. Well, they none of them know yet. So. Oh. <laughs> Well, they do now if they're listening to this podcast. Well, yes, if they listen to this. But as we're recording this, nobody knows. Well, happy birthday, Libby Stuffle. I finally got on board with the iPhone thing. That's my gift to you. Right? (laughs) (laughs) My gift to you is now you can communicate with me easier. Yeah. (laughs) The the best thing, though, Aaron, is they communicate their calendar through the iphone and he wasn't yes, able to he was telling me that that's just fa- that's fantastic that is the way to do it <laughs> if you're going to communicate send out one thing one reminder one text one calendar notification and boom it's attached and it's all gravy it's all fantastic absolutely exactly you know so you should i just got to figure out how to get there you should have done it a long time ago but we're not going to talk about you and your iPhone this entire episode. This is going to be more about Aaron Swain. So back to my question. Jason, (laughs) don't look it up because you can't. You wouldn't know how to do it anyway. (laughs) I wouldn't know how. In what year was Mr. Aaron Swain born? I'm going to say... Don't answer this because you probably already know the answer. Don't answer, Aaron. Go ahead, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) I I would hope he would know the answer. Um, I'm going to say... That Mr. Aaron Swain was born, was born in, um, gosh, how, when was, I would, I, I'm going to say, okay, so Dayton was born in 99. Yep. I'm going to say he was born in 96. 96. Now, now, I, before anyone answers the question, I was actually a little bit shocked. I thought he was younger. Than this. Really? Yeah. Would you like to a second guess? Ninety six is incorrect. Ninety six is incorrect, and you thought he was younger. Correct. Okay, so is he? Mm, He's in his twenties. Are you sure? Is he not? Are you not in your twenties? I was no, but it really makes me feel good that y'all thought I was. Listen, I was eighteen when he was born. I what? Was, I was out of high school, eighteen, when he was born. And you're like seventy five now, so you right. were a lot right. older. Than exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you're in your mid thirties. He he's thirty one. He was born 31. in nineteen ninety two. Ninety two. Wow. October. I was twelve. October of ninety two. So. 
Yes. I was 12. Wow. Okay. They changed things for you. So, yeah, um, October of 92, I had been graduated from high school from May to October. So that's how old I was when uh, I was I was fully a man. You were a man. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was a man. In the year of our Lord, 1992. 92. Wow. So uh, Bill Clinton, I think, was president. He was. He was. Yeah. Wow. Price of a loaf of bread was like uh, 93 cents. 93 Uh, cents. Gallon of gas was probably under a dollar. Probably. Um, I remember... It makes me want to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, Aaron, we talked about young Dayton Gay, who is, what is he, 23 now, Jason? 24. He 24. just turned 24. Just turned 24. That's right. He just turned 24. And all you young guys with all your talent makes me want to puke. <laughs> <laughs> right? Speaking of puking, we just talked about Dayton in our last episode and how, how stinking talented that boy is. And yes, I, I want to sing like that when I grow up. Why? Why am I? Why am I choosing to talk about these kids that are so talented and they make me want to vomit? I've I've had here I am, I'm staring down the barrel of fifty, and you guys just I'm, you have no idea how much it just blesses my soul. Yes, to see such talented people come up because yes this is because i mean it's 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 an industry that you don't see a lot of young people anymore and so to see these guys coming up and they're still just as excited about it as we were when we were kids right and talented yes and talented good lord the talent you've been part of the promised land quartet for eight years eight eight and a half years yeah, since 2015. Listen, Jason, are you impressed with me that I've done my homework on this? You kid? have done your homework. <laughs> I barely knew his name. Swain. Swain. That's two A's. <laughs> a A. But um, tell us a little about yourself. You you've been part of the Promised Land Quartet since 2015. They were about 15 years old. They started yes. in the in uh, 2000. Yes. Matter of fact, when I first joined, they had begun the process of a 15-year anniversary uh, project where they were going back and re-recording the vocals on some of their original songs over the years. And mm-hmm. so I got thrown into that. Um, but I, I guess just about me, I was blessed to grow up in a Christian household mm-hmm. um, and very, very conservative background i was independent fundamental king james only baptist bless god and so uh actually it it might surprise you to know because i was in the um there's several different camps of independent fundamental baptists and so i was part of the the bob jones university side of things and so very um, very, sacred, very sacred music is what their thing is and so no drums no guitars yeah. anything yeah. like that just uh, piano and organ was uh, what was used in my church growing up so the well, you southern gospel the that i weapon. love so much was not uh necessarily it was a no-no uh because of the drums and guitars and stuff and so you know i grew up but and that was just in the the Christian music side of things, you no know, drums, guitars, and stuff. 
clean secular music in my household was okay. And so to, to show you what an odd kid I was musically, <laughs> my two favorite groups growing up were the Dillards, which was Darlin' yes. Family on the Andy Griffith show. They were bluegrass. Yeah. And yes. the Statler Brothers, who <laughs> are oh, wow. Virginia's favorite children. They, they uh, based out of Stanton, Virginia. Uh, you know, big time. I mean, one of the most awarded acting country music, I believe, is uh, still true. And, uh, you know, they had offers to move to Nashville and stuff to, to launch their career, but they decided to keep it in the hometown, which is really cool. Um, so anyway, that that's what I was into when I was a kid. You know, all the popular music of the day just didn't do anything for me. That's wow. that was it for me. And so, like I said, the Christian music side of things very, very conservative as to how all that was. It had to be, uh, you know, piano only or orchestra was fine. Um, but like I said, the sacred music, like Ron Hamilton kind of thing um past yeah. the pirate for some of y'all yes. that are out there might have grown remember, up with that i remember past the pirate oh yeah i was a past the pirate kid absolutely um, awesome and still some of that that stuff that that ron and shelly hamilton wrote i still love pulling that out once in a while and listening to it um yep especially over the past uh couple years with with ron's uh struggle with uh Alzheimer's or dementia, one of the two. Um, but Shelly would get on Facebook and post about that, and I'd get reminded of songs and and uh, just brought back a lot of childhood memories. Um, That's fantastic. Hearing some of that stuff again. But uh, but anyway, so what's funny about my introduction to this style of gospel music is that it was actually my youth pastor, <laughs> my pastor's son, that introduced me to it. So wow. it's all his fault. <laughs> he corrupted me. Um, he had uh, a copy of the Legacy Five Monuments Project. And so that was my first exposure to this kind of gospel music. And I was absolutely hooked. Wow. wow. And so soon after that, um, found out the Legacy Five was going to be uh, about an hour and a half away in Withful, Virginia, um, oh. singing at the high school there. And so dad and I went. And at the time, Roger Bennett was still uh, still there, and yeah. uh, Frank Seaman, Scott Fowler, Scott Howard, Glenn Dustin, yeah. and I can still remember every note that was sung, the order the songs were in. They were featuring a lot off of the uh, live and music. Well, and we've lost you, Aaron. Aaron, did you walk around for a moment? You have did lost. Your, did your iPhone get a black screen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's still connected. It's just we is not. We can't hear him. Aaron, if you can hear us, walk back to the other side of the house. <laughs> Do it. Oh, oh, and oh his, his iPhone went black. Let me send him another. Send him the link again. Send him the link again. See, this kid is he's so good. Uh, so it, when I heard thir thirty one, I thought thirty one. He's he's yeah. older than I thought. I thought he was yeah. in mid twenties at the least. I thought mid twenties too. That's why I thought. Well, Dayton's twenty four, maybe three years older than Dayton. All right, am I back? <laughs> You're hey! back. Okay. So what happened was my mother decided to try to call me. So uh, oh, yep. I'm supposed to do that. I found out. Yeah, it happened. 
Well, I mean, I've never done the Spotify for podcasters thing before, so I was really hoping that uh, it wouldn't do that. But anyway, it's okay. It happens. So where early did I leave off? I early influences, youth pastor. Uh, Legacy Five. You've got all these great people. That did you even know that Scott Fowler was part of the Cathedrals before he started? Um, he- I, I did eventually. You know, like I said, I wasn't exposed to this music until I was about well, I was about uh, thirteen at the time uh, wow. when I got that CD. So, and I'm one of those people that if I'm interested in something, I'm going to learn everything that I can about it. So, I mean, I dug into the history. So I mean, by the time I went to that first Legacy 5 concert I went to, I had brushed up on the backgrounds of, of Roger and, and Scott Fowler right. and, uh, you know, learned all I could. And uh, I don't know if the recording cut off before this, but uh, Roger wasn't able to be at the table that night because I think he was in the middle of uh, treatments for uh, what was ultimately his last battle with leukemia and actually that ended up ultimately being one of his last concerts on the road wow but there's there was nobody like him in my opinion with the mc work and and uh, just everything that he added to their presentation uh just masterful and, my, and dad still talks about that concert as well even though it was that long ago um but yeah from there man like i said i just uh absorbed everything i could about the music um and again super conservative background so in the getaway jordan era of ernie hostin signature sound that was pretty controversial in my household right. because of <laughs> the, the jumping around the the choreography oh, yeah. and stuff man they uh that would upset Gaither a had a tv presentation you know the the preview of the dvd that they were coming out with for the getaway jordan thing and my parents hit the roof my mom (laughs) especially she just thought it was so ridiculous and we were never going to go see them if they came to the area blah 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 (laughs) Two, two weeks later literally they were at thomas road baptist church which is right here where i'm at yeah i somehow talked her into taking us to go see them she heard, oh, what a savior for the first time. And that's Love all it. she needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember when they, <laughs> I remember when they came out with that live album, uh, the live DVD and uh, with, with all that on there. And I remember watching it thinking, man, they are jumping over all around. And I was so full of emotion wanting to be there on that stage with them. Oh, yeah. I was sitting there almost crying, you know, <laughs> but but yes, that I grew up in a very conservative Baptist as well, and that upset a lot of people at that time. I remember them, yeah. them short, fat ties. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I used to Dance do that around and the hair. Yeah, I tried to. I tried to do that to go to church one time, and no, that did not fly. <laughs> Their old spiked up hair. Oh yeah, and they're jumping around and dancing. Yeah, and their fat short ties and the. <laughs> I just I love- don't. You I know, got uh, away with the spiked hair somehow. I got away with that. I got short away with ties, that. Nuh-uh. Yeah, especially well, we because by that point I was singing in the choir, so yeah, oh, they, yeah. they put the kibosh on that. But uh, I wore my short yeah. tie, but it was under my coat, so nobody knew. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the greatest time that I've ever had at National Quartet Convention two years in a row, when it was still in Louisville, Kentucky, 
was the Christian Brothers. We're talking 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. And I, when I sang with the Christian Brothers, the, the their table was on the side of where Signature Sound was on the end. Mm-hmm. We waited, and listen, the biggest time that you would ever have was right after Signature Sound sang, Ernie and the boys would come back to the table, yeah. and people would flood to that table. Oh, yeah. And so, because they were waiting to see Ernie and the guys, <laughs> they would stand right next to our table. Hey, what do you want to talk about the Christian Brothers here for a minute? You know, <laughs> we've got Christian Davis. He's here. He's, you know, he's the prodigy right now, and he's yeah. So, yeah, we, like bring Ernie and they would sell their $30,000 worth of product in, a, oh, yeah. in an hour and, and we would be standing there thinking, hey, how are you? We, <laughs> we'd like to talk to you, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was either after the signature sound or after the Booth Brothers sets. I mean, forget yep. trying to get into the exhibit hall. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, it was nice with Madhouse. Greater Vision as well. Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, boy. That's a long time ago. Yeah, so, I mean, it was probably 2005 when I first got introduced to the music with the CD. Yeah. And 2007 was the first year I was able to go to a quartet convention. Wow. Um, and actually, that was sort of random. Um, I went over to my grandparents' house. We had this big uh, shindig with the extended family just, just hanging out. We like to do that from time to time. And uh, my great aunt and uncle had just gotten back from a cruise that happened to be the cruise that the Florida boys and, and all of them were a part of. I can't remember if it was the singing at sea thing or uh, the gospel Jubilee cruise or whatever that that's called. But anyway, they had pictures and stuff. I had no idea that they liked that kind of music. And so, uh, you know, we talked about that all night long and how the Florida boys are their favorites, whatever. well, uh, 2007 obviously was um, the Florida boys last year. They decided yeah. to retire. And so uh, Quartet Convention, that was the big deal that year was their retirement. And Pat and Nelson, um, my great aunt and uncle, were going to go to convention and they asked me if I wanted to go. Or actually they asked dad if I would be interested, which I don't know why they asked dad because it was my mom's aunt and uncle. Anyway, so dad comes to me about it and goes, um, if you want to go to quartet convention, you can go, but you're going to have to go with Pat and Nelson. And I'm like, I don't mm. care. And oh. we had, and, and it was probably up until the year before they went to the, the convention moved to Pigeon Forge. I, I would go um, with Pat and Nelson and then some other family members. And then my mom ended up going eventually. Um, but I, I'm very thankful, and I don't know that I fully appreciated it at the time, but being able to be that close with extended family members like that Certainly. Oh, yeah. um, at the age that I was is not usual um, for anybody. And anybody that's listening to this that's, that's my age or younger, build those relationships with those older mm -hmm. relatives because you'll regret not doing it when yeah. they're gone. Oh yeah. Um, That's a beautiful, because they, they've that. both gone to be with the Lord within the past uh, two years or so. And, and I miss them a lot, but I wouldn't trade the times that I had with them 
not right. just enjoying the music, but just having fun being around each other, driving all those miles to Louisville all that yeah. time. Um, you know, it was great. So I've been to convention yep. because, because of their kindness and letting me tag along with them. I've been at convention in some capacity every year since 2007, which awesome. is gospel music. Just there's nothing else like it. Even now right. that it's in Pigeon Forge, there's nothing else like it. Yep. I agree. It is It is definitely different than anything else out there. And uh, you either love it or you, you know, don't care for it. But, um, exactly. but <laughs> you really do love it. If you love it, you really love it, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You breathe it. But it's true. It's great, it's great stuff. stuff. You've been with Promised Land since 2015. You've had now. Have you always been the baritone? Yes, yes, I have, and that that whole story is wild in and of itself. Let's have it. So, like I mentioned, I sang in the choir in church growing up. Um, you know, from the time I got interested in music, um, at some point it just became more than a hobby. I felt like I was called to yeah. be part of ministering in music. <laughs> and so, you know, obviously I, I joined the choir at church so I could get to sing. I would sing, you know, special numbers in the service sometimes, um, sang in the choir in high school, um, joined an acapella group in college. I, I went to Ranford University and we formed an acapella, you know, ensemble, which was fun. But, you know, I honestly just didn't have necessarily the experience that I needed to be able to do something like that. But I, a uh, friend of mine um, joined another group out of Virginia. Um, they're no longer traveling, but the skyline boys out of Northern Virginia. Yeah. Um, my buddy, Joseph Offenberger was singing lead for them, which I met him um, in the Radford area. Uh, cause we, we were actually going to form a, a trio, um, which never got off the ground, but I auditioned for that. And I, I guess it was, and it was actually for baritone for that group. And I guess whatever I did was decent enough that, uh, I was going to be part of that if it had ever happened. But anyway, he ended up getting hired, um, with the skyline boys, uh, cause I passed a, a video of his along to Jody Hosterman, who was singing tenor with them at the time. And so when he joined them, I got to ride along on the bus, um, <laughs> summer of 2014 for a weekend. Nice. And if I wanted to do that before it dialed up to 11 after that, man, just being <laughs> on the bus and, uh -huh. and seeing all the ins and outs of that and, and hearing <laughs> the different concerts, man, I just yep. eat up with it as, as they say. <laughs> so, yes. It does and, not take uh, much. Once you get bit by that bug, yes, it doesn't take much done. to stick in you forever. You're done. 100%. Yeah. So um, the group ended up singing about five minutes from the house uh, the following February. And so I came home um, from college that weekend so I could go you know, see the Skyline Boys again because uh, you know, it had been a while since I heard them. I mean, I saw them at convention, but hadn't gotten to hear them since I rode along. And so they had uh, some member changes by then. And uh, actually the guy that was singing lead for them at that time, because Joseph had to come off the road, was um, he used to sing with Promised Land. 
um, sang with him for many years. And so I talked to him and told him, you know, I'm getting ready to graduate college this May, and I really want to sing gospel music. That's been my life's dream since I was 13 years old. And so he took my information and said he would pass it along to somebody if, if he ever heard of anything. Well, um, it was a couple months later. He messaged me on Facebook and says, hey, I, I've got a group that's based out of Virginia. They're, they're not wanting to put their name out there quite yet, but they do such and such dates a year. Um, they're based out of Virginia, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, pass, pass along my information, which in my own research, I figured – that it was promised land, but yeah. the thing about it was they had just hired a, a baritone at the beginning of that year. So I was like, well, I don't know if it is or not, but um, <laughs> I added Gene, our the lead singer on Facebook, and he messaged me shortly after he accepted my request and, and said that he um, checked out my profile. He saw that I liked music and, and like gospel music and that they happened to be looking for a baritone singer. So he gave me his number. I gave him a call. And uh, I mean, over an hour on the phone, just just talking about things and set up an audition weekend. And what had happened was their their baritone had gotten a job offer with a funeral home up where he lived to uh, he was going to be managing it or something like that. And it was just too good an opportunity to to pass up, you know, um, and being able to be at home. um, Right you know, with his wife, whatever. So not that there was anything wrong. It's just, you know, God's timing with all that. So, um, yeah, you know, he had decided to step aside. So he'd given them a couple months notice. And, uh, so they decided to audition me and I am really glad that nobody has a recording of that because <laughs> it was horrendous. I could oh. tell that it was horrendous. Um, they were very kind, you know, even still, and, uh, you know, gave me some, some notes to consider or whatever. And, and, uh, said they'd be in touch. Well, I figured that that was just them being nice and, you know, it's, it's not you, it's us, (laughs) but uh, they, um, ended up bringing me on because Corey, the baritone, uh, wasn't able to make it one weekend and it was just a one-off um concert up in maryland or something so they brought me on um it was a morning service uh, and it was an abbreviated um concert and so it was only a few songs so they brought me on for that that was the second chance and and i guess it went okay because a a couple (laughs) weeks after that gene um messaged me they were going to be uh in richmond which is a couple hours away Uh um give or take and so i drove over they sat me down and and they said listen, we're willing to give you a shot because, um, you know, it, it was obvious they don't that have you took the time. <laughs> yeah, they, we're just this desperate. And so, <laughs> but um, no, they they were very kind, like I said, and, and they said it was obvious that I had um, put in the effort to try to um, dial it in to, to where they needed it. Um, work on the on things they told fill-in you. fill-in concert. And so they said, we're going to give you um, – a six month trial period just to see okay. if it's going to work for you, going to work for us. And, and we'll revisit, um, later on. And, um, obviously it worked out because I'm still here eight and a half years later. Um, but man, they, I, no matter 
what happens in the future where I end up in gospel music, um, if anywhere, I will forever be grateful to Gene Hammond and Joey Wilson in particular. Um, they're the still original members that are still traveling with it, but they're the ones that, um, you know, made the decision to give me a shot. And uh, awesome. it's just, you know, Psalm, I think it's 37.4. I really should know the reference better because that's my life verse. But uh, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Yep. And man, just over the past eight and a half years, I can point to so many moments where that has come to life. And, and, and the first part of that verse is the key to it, delight yourself in the Lord. So the desires of your heart will align themselves yes. with God's will for you. I, f I fully believe yes. that. And yes. man, there's been so many times that I have not necessarily held up my end of the bargain on that, but God has still been faithful. Yes. He's still giving me the desires of my heart. And gosh, I look around and just can't believe that I get to be part of it and have been part of it for so long. It, it's it's awesome. just, it's literally a dream come true. That is awesome. Man, I can just listen to you and I can almost picture myself, you know, because I mean, I think we as singers, we've all been there, you know, and we all feel the same way. It's like you look back when you got started and how how eager you were to get started. And and, uh, and then now look where you are now. And you're like, man, you know, God's been good. Perseverance. Yeah. Perseverance. You You wanted something. You were gifted with the talent. You went in and, and, and showed them what you could do, not by your own strength, but by what God has granted you and gifted you with. Yeah. And here you are eight years later. That's fantastic. That's right. I that agree. is the stuff. That is the stuff. And, you know, I, from what I understand, you're not too much of a clown when it comes to um, people may be leaving their phone around if they leave the phone sitting. Oh, no. no I, I never do stuff like that. You take very, very odd pictures, and that's actually going to be one of the... Yes. That, that will be the picture that we post. <laughs> That'd be great. Of course it is. That's why I made sure to send it to you. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I understand that you have a, a, a little bit of a funny bone that you like to pick up people's phones when they leave them sitting around and take Take some pictures, <laughs> odd selfies, and well, maybe they should, you know, know better than to do that. But right? um... <laughs> listen, if you have an iPhone, you don't have to worry about me because I wouldn't know how to do it. Selfie? How do you do that? <laughs> What's your selfie, you. young man? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> selfie stuff. Oh man, this has been great. Now, Aaron, we, 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 I don't want to put you on the spot, but, uh, from what I understand, you're single. Yeah. And, uh, so ladies out there. Yeah. Um, if you are saved well, and love Jesus, if uh, you like Southern gospel music, um, and uh, listen, he's my favorite baritone. Hey. Hey. Oh, for goodness hey. sake. Hey. <laughs> and, I mean, next to Jason, of course. Yes, thank you. And, <laughs> and, and Mark Jacoby. <laughs> forget Mark Jacoby. Mark Jacoby. He's potentially <laughs> potentially my new boss. So I got oh. that about him. Yeah, you got to be better. Yeah, better for you better that, say that. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, so uh, 
if if you're single ladies out there, we uh, Aaron is on Facebook. Just look him up, Swain S W A I Lord. And uh, or you know what? I actually send your applications, send your resumes to me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'll take care of uh, <laughs> going through each one of them with a fine tooth comb. I need. I need uh, references. I need uh, a deposit. <laughs> That's and, right. Uh, make sure to That's a deposit. <laughs> I'll get that resume over to Mr. Swain in due time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, He's a young, fine, fine young chap. And from My what goodness. I understand, he enjoys the nice uh, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants from time to time. Yes. Uh, yes. I think his underwear is even SpongeBob SquarePants. No, no, no. That's TMI. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask him what color is your underwear. That's one of the questions because I, I met a guy yesterday. He's a very popular guy in the gospel music industry. But but that's uh, he just randomly just looks at you and asks, "What color is your underwear?" <laughs> just to throw you off guard. Oh, boy. Well, that could be any number of people. <laughs> that's I, yeah, I I can't single out any one person that I would think. Oh, yep, that's him because. <laughs> Fifty of them that I would know would ask that question of anybody on any particular yes. day from stage. Yes. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it's been good. So if if in the future I am asked to be a part of a particular quartet that's based out of Flint, Michigan, I'm not going to mention any names. Just never. Um, then, your, your answer would be justified if uh, you know you did be, say it. <laughs> <laughs> but you like my wife and post something about something being justified with a capital J. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I, I laughed the rest of the night when she did that. She's <laughs> funny. So if, if there is an opportunity, then the Perry's and Promised Land Quartet and uh, this little group out of Michigan um, have done shows together. Yes. And so the, the potential is just it's limitless, I tell you. Limitless. <laughs> oh, that'd be good stuff. We'd be able to share the stage one more time. That'd be fun. Be fun. That'd be very fun. That'd be very fun. Aaron, we've had we've had a great conversation with you, my friend. This been well, I appreciate it. Hopefully it was. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. No, not at all. Not at all. We just it was almost 40 minutes, and, and that's a long time. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's Backstage pass. People, people want to hear about, they want to hear from you yes. on, on what, who you are and what you're doing, and, and they want to know. So we go a little extra backstage when it's just me and Jason talking, but you know, we we didn't mean to hurt your feelings if it was talking about the color of your underwear for goodness sake <laughs> weirdo but it is backstage 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 so uh promisedlandquartet.com yeah and and now we got to we can't let him go without him telling us what is your current radio single yeah oh, golden road and it's top golden 50 road, is it we, in uh, the 20s I hope it's going to be in the 20s, but uh, the latest number that we have for um, the December 2023 chart that just came out and singing news uh, yesterday or maybe the day before, 
as of uh, this recording. It's a number 34, which fantastic, uh, phenomenal. We've never had anything chart that high. Um, that's awesome. The 23 year history of the group. So uh, it's just, it's crazy. Um, which Jason and I are, are uh, label mates now because we're both on Sotown Records. Um, yeah, man, they've they've gotten behind us, and it's just been awesome working with them. They've been so gracious, so kind, and you know, and nothing that I say is to to brag on us. It's it's to brag on God. But the how our horizons have expanded with this. We're getting into new cities and states new to us and our music is reaching so many more people and, yep. and that's what it's all about man Absolutely. and it's just this upbeat quartet song about um walking the golden streets of heaven one of these days it's really resonating with people it's lifting yep. them up it's encouraging them um to look forward to what's ahead for the christian and it's just really really cool to see it um connecting with so many people Absolutely. I know we hear, I hear it quite often around my uh, hometown station, uh, Life FM, Rodney Balcom. They play it all the time. Oh, Rodney. Yep. Good guy. That's that's down where my bass singer lives, actually. He's in Piedmont, South Carolina. So that's right. right. In that's that, right. that area. He's so, the one yeah, with he's, that He's made mention of that from time to time that he, he hears it on that station. So that's really cool. He's the one with that majestic beard. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the point that Jeff, Ch that's what Jeff Chapman calls him, the beard. <laughs> the beard. Funny. Let me tell you, back in my day, the uh, little old ladies in the crowd didn't want their gospel singer to have any oh, facial no. hair. You know, you can get away with a mustache with the beard. No, no. And <laughs> that's actually funny because the first year that uh, Steve was with us and, and went to quartet convention, um, my boss, Gene Hammond, is kind of a prankster and has this uncanny ability to say things just completely deadpan, completely serious, and you don't know if he's kidding or not. Oh, and so, this is like the week before convention, and he tells Steve, he says, now listen, Steve, they've got rules and stuff for main stage, so that you're not going to be able to have that beard when you go up there. Uh, you know, just completely serious, whatever. And so... A few days go by, and he was laughing about it with his wife, and she goes, now, Gene, did you tell him you were kidding? And he goes, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't He had to call shave. Steve and said, please tell me you haven't shaved yet. <laughs> and Steve said, man, he, he said he'd stare in the mirror and just contemplate, man, I hope he was kidding, but I don't know if he was. <laughs> so no, that's He great. might have had the razor ready to go when Gene called. I don't know, but it would have been hilarious if he showed <laughs> That's a <laughs> great story. <laughs> I tell you, that's no lie, though. No lie. Back, oh, back no. in the day, you could have a big wig on, but they don't oh, want yeah. you to have a, <laughs> no, that's right. The, the most fake looking wig, like JKS oh, yes. fake looking wig on. And it wasn't a big deal, but by golly, you had uh, a goatee or a, yes. a, a beard. It was just, it was funny oh, to me how he embraced that whole wig thing. Right? Um, especially because the story goes, you know, the, the reason that he had to do it in the first place was because the statesmen were, 
were sponsored by, I think it was Nabisco and they were doing TV appearances and, and, you know, he was starting to lose his hair. And so they told him, you know, you're going to have to do something about that. So the first night on stage, they're singing a concert and it's the first time he's wearing a hairpiece and just didn't get featured on anything. Just kind of standing there trying to stay out of the shadows or stay in the shadows just to not draw attention to it. Until finally somebody in the back yells out, let the kid with the wig sing one. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess from then on, it was on, man. And so he embraced the whole, uh, and I mean, it was obviously a wig, but he just had fun with it. Yeah. He had a whole suitcase full of them, uh, uh, I believe. Hilarious. <laughs> I've never heard that story. That's awesome. I have heard other stories that are a little too much backstage, so I'm not going to say them, but yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I, you know, there, I mean, there's some, plenty of road stories that won't be funny to anybody but us. But, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yes. and shameless plug, there's there's a couple of different history, gospel music history groups on Facebook. Um, one of them is We Love Our Southern Gospel Music History. Yeah. Um, and I think the other is Southern Gospel Memories and Discussion or whatever. But that's where those the story about Jake um, that I mentioned, and uh-huh. so much other history is covered in those groups. So if you're a gospel wow. music fan and want to know about the history of it, definitely um, look those Facebook groups up and join them. And then, you know, we're talking about the the youth in gospel music, which it seems like there's been a resurgence of that over the past, well, since COVID, uh, for some reason, man, it's really catching on. Con- convention, yep. they were just all over the place, and it was awesome. Yep. But for those of us that are, I think the cutoff is like 35, maybe. I, I don't know. But there's a um, a group specifically designed for the youth of Southern Gospel music, whether it's a fan, artist, whatever. But Southern Gospel Forward, I'll give that a shameless plug, too. Um, That's great. If you're a young person and interested in this music or if you sing it, join that group. It's a great environment, and they have uh, weekly interviews um, I think on usually on Tuesday nights or whatever, but it's it's just really really cool seeing that culture being um, encouraged and loved on. And uh, like I said, man, they were all over convention this year. The, That's the, great. The youth yeah. and um, matter of fact, we sang with the Pine Ridge Boys um, last week weekend twice as of this recording. It was last weekend and. Two young guys in that group. One of them, I think Matthew's 23, but their baritone singer is 18. Wow. 18. And wow. they're, they're both killing it. But uh, the, only, the only negative was that Jackson, the 18-year-old, took great delight in reminding me about five different times that he was 10 years old when I joined Promised Land. And, and I said, <laughs> Jackson, I, I know that you're young. And I'm not that much older than you, but I've got some some life experience under my belt. So let me give you a valuable lesson, buddy. (laughs) Not every thought has to be an outside thought. (laughs) You can keep some things to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What would Aaron say? We need those little bracelets. Would would yeah. (laughs) Probably time to shut up. (laughs) <laughs> what Aaron say? WWAS. Yeah. What was? was. <laughs> w was. Yeah. 
Oh man, yes. <laughs> um, there, there was a time though, Aaron, when I, I said I'm going to write a book and it's going to be called "How to Not Be a Southern Gospel Jerk." <laughs> <laughs> it is everything that I've learned to not do on a bus or yes. to not do at a church or to not say to an old timer <laughs> that's been doing this longer than you've been alive. The last thing you want to say is, I was seven when I first heard you, and you know, <laughs> yes. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like like that lady that came up to Mark at the church, she was gray-haired, and she's like, I remember when you came up to my church when you, I was just a little girl. <laughs> Jason, that was me. Oh, that was you, that wasn't Mark. <laughs> That's even better. She, Aaron, she was at least my age. At least gray-haired. Now, you sang with the Christian brother? Yep. Well, you all came to my church when I was a little girl. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up, lady. (laughs) Shut up, lady. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 50 years ago, we came to see you, didn't didn't it? No. (laughs) I remember you. I remember you and you. When you all came to my church, I was a little girl. (laughs) I, just wanted to, I did tell her, you know, shut up. <laughs> In Jesus' name, shut up. In Jesus' name, shut up. That's Fun great. Times. I love it. Oh, me. We've had such a great time chatting with you. If people want to come and see you, they can go to your um, the Promised Land Quartet website at promisedlandquartet.com. Yes. They, you guys are on Facebook. You're on social media. So look them up, folks. Yes. Look them up. Promise. And we're on bands in town, like the Perrys, and I think uh, pretty much everybody. Justified's on there too, but the Perrys yeah. definitely are because I get alerts from them. Um, but yeah, and, and that app is just—you can subscribe to follow different artists that you're interested mm-hmm. in from all genres of music. Yep. Um, yes. But you will get an alert if we have booked a concert in your area are going to be close by and you can set the mile radius that you want to be alerted about, but it's just, it's a really, really useful. Very um, much tool. Uh, we actually, we've sang up in outside of Cleveland, Ohio the other week. And there was this lady and her son who is, I think he's about 11, but just eat up with quartet music. Like I was um, mm. back when I was a kid, but they said that they, um, you know, were visiting the area because that's where they're originally from and they just pulled up bands in town to see if there was any um gospel music going on in the area and just happened to see us on there so it's a really effective tool um, that i'm glad that that our music is latching on to and hopefully continues to to uh be a positive for us because uh you know the the key is to get people to to come hear you or, or hear your music and, and yeah. get the message out of it and then, you know, share it with somebody else. And, and uh, yep. that's what it's all about. That's the unique opportunity that we have. And it's really, really cool. Yeah. You can search anywhere that any, any time that the group is here anywhere near you, or if you're traveling like these people, if you're traveling, find out where they are and, and go see them. It gives you the time. It gives you the address and the date and all this. It's very, very, very user-friendly for old people like me. Mm-hmm. You can just <laughs> click on a button and find out where the Perrys are, where Promised Land Quartet is. Any of those groups that, that you love, they're going to be, probably, they're going to be on Bands in Town. There's an app for Bands in Town for Apple that is mm-hmm. great. And, you know, the same thing. It doesn't have to be web-based. It's, there's an app for it as well. So uh, if, if you're out and about and you want to see some good Southern Gospel music, 
you can always check out Promised Land Quartet. Aaron, we have had such a great time chatting with you, buddy. It is, and here I am getting emotional again. <laughs> it's, it's been that kind of day for me, but, uh, you know, it, it does my soul good to have good friends. Yeah. And uh, not, not just not just colleagues, not just people that do nope. this. Because this is not this is not any kind of competition between groups like it, like no. it has been in the past. We just love mm-hmm. the Lord and and we want everybody to know who he is and, and yes. to, to be in a right relationship with him. So uh, that's what you're doing and that's the kind of guy you are. And uh, well, I appreciate we, you we, saying that. We love you and uh, we we just I, I'm just grateful to be able to to call you my friend and, and uh we hope uh, great, great, great things happen for Promised Land. And number 30, what would you say, 34? 34 as of uh, the December chart. That's great. I just I pray God's blessing over your ministry. And, uh, folks, if you, if you just want to hear, be friends with Aaron on Facebook. Yeah. There's such, there's such an anointing on this, this guy. And, and just, the, just to be around him, you just feel good. Very much so. And you're very kind. Well, I'm no, just, I think the world of both of you guys. I really do. Being honest, with you, I feel <laughs> like we just hit it off um, that that day. Well, I saw y'all twice in concert that day, but it felt yep. like that we just hit it off, and, and yep. I'm thankful for the friendship that we have continued to have. It's it's cool seeing you guys um, doing such great things and, and being used so effectively for the Lord, and and uh, just. Uh, uh, the same goes for me. I really yep. am uh, blessed to be able to call you guys friends. Well, don't think all these nice comments are coming for free. We're going to send you a bill. So, well, no, I mean, uh, uh, in the mail. you can send it to one two three anywhere USA, right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> PO box one <laughs> seven purple one seven Great. purple grapefruit. <laughs> Uh, silly. Anywhere, <laughs> but we've had fun uh, chatting with you. We hope to do it again. So, uh, folks out there, go find Promised Land Quartet. Yes. And until then, we'll see you next time.